Stories of fantastic mishaps and great success from superstars who have been brave enough to challenge the everyday norm. Life should be one continuous experiment, and here come the latest ingredients to test out with Calvin Simpson and the Life Through the Eyes of a Smile podcast. Having an animal, like, it was an excuse to get up, get out, even when it's minus 20 and I'm freaking out inside being like, no, I'm never going outside again. There's this excuse to go and look after something, have a responsibility. Super excited to have a couple of guests on the podcast today. Number one, we've got Lyndall Moody, and then we also have a pretty special guest that I'm going to let you introduce, Lyndall. First, I wanted to let everyone know that Lyndall was just on a GT a couple weeks ago, and she was saying that she's going to be Red Bull sponsored next year, GT racer. She was telling me some good tips. We're talking about those brakes never work on those things, nor does the steering wheel, so what the heck. I'm just going to practice really hard and hope the snow. And yeah, I'm pretty sure you'll see me doing flips and being really amazing next year. Oh, I love it. So, Lyndall, how I heard about you is a pretty special relationship that you have in your life. So, for those who aren't going to see this on video, because you get a special treat if you do, you can see the special guests right now. But for those listening on podcast, who is that special individual in your life? My special individual is my dog, Iggy Joey. She's a little Italian greyhound that I got a couple of years ago and she has this big personality and it's earned her over 40,000 followers on Instagram. She's my little best friend and we've had a lot of adventures together. That's cool. A lot of what I talk about in Life Through the Eyes of a Smile is all about well-being and living a better life. And a huge portion of that has to do with the relationships that we have in our life. And a lot of the time I'm on these episodes talking about people who have great significant others in their life or great people they work with. And it's normally a person, but I think it's absolutely fantastic how we get to talk about the relationships that we can have, not just with people, but with others like dogs, cats, pets in our life. So what do you say to someone who potentially might not have that sort of special relationship in their life with a person, but they have a a pet in their life? The unconditional love that a pet gives you is, I think anyone with a pet will know that having this little creature that you are responsible for and is there sleeping (laughs) all the time, it's just a companionship and it's a two-way giving relationship that... It's just incomparable. That's so cool. Yeah, I can imagine if you're having a bit of a bad day and you come home or I'm sure IJ's by your side most of the time, it just almost goes right away. Let's talk a bit about when you're in Australia before you had Iggy Joey Lindell. So let's talk about what you're doing there and kind of what prompted your move to Canada where you are now. When I was in Australia, I was in a completely different field to what I'm doing now. I was editing reality TV. I was working long hours and I knew that... I wasn't happy doing what I was doing and I wanted to escape that and that sort of prompted my move to Canada. That was, okay, I'm going to try changing location, moving somewhere new and exciting and doing a sea change. So that's originally why I left Australia is to go see the world and try something new. Okay, so you were just feeling like there's a bit of a piece missing or there could just be a bit more in life? Yeah, and I think... Then I moved to Canada, I came here and it was exciting, it was great, but then I just sort of fell back into exactly what I was doing and I think a lot of people probably do that. They change locations or they, but then they end up in the same patterns or doing the same thing and so I was still here and I was like, oh, something's still missing, I'm not content, I'm not happy with my life. 
that's something I can absolutely relate to. And I'm sure a lot of people who are going to be listening to this can. I moved cities about three years ago now. And a big piece of that, I was in my career and thinking, you know what, there has to be more than this. There's a piece missing. How can I fill that? And typically the first thing we look for, I found was, hey, I'm going to move. There's this piece of my career that I haven't gained yet, this piece of technical knowledge that I haven't filled yet. Logically, that kind of makes sense. That's the next step. Well, I moved to Calgary and I got that technical piece and it was almost like I was further away from where I wanted to be before. We're always experimenting in life or in my opinion, we should always be experimenting in life and getting out there and trying new things. And I think it's very important that people don't just get discouraged off of that first move. Like if I would have moved to Calgary and said, hey, you know what? Well, this job wasn't it and wouldn't have tried anything else and would have just stayed in that place and it would have got worse. I think that's a, an area where a lot of people forget is, hey, you know what? You might try one or two things, but realistically, you're going to have to try more than that to really tune in, find what's right for you. We talked a bit about happiness in our um, first few chats about how the heck do we find that thing. And it's really a lot of continual experimentation, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably what life's all about is finding happiness. It's what motivates us all, I assume, the search for happiness. And so when one part of your life isn't working, I think a lot of the time it can narrow it down to career, a relationship, a location. That's where I was taking steps to move and try and fix that. But it was the same for me. So then I ended up quitting my career and I took some time. I was lucky enough to take some time and find myself. And that took a while. And like, it doesn't just happen. Like I didn't just think of something I wanted to do. There was a series of events where I just, things led into other things and making choices of things that made me happy has led to a much happier life now. Do you have any examples of that stuff? I know when I'm going throughout my day and I'll continually experimenting and I find as soon as I remove stuff, like for instance, if I start working too much or I forget to get exercise or I almost didn't enter another round of improv for January to March and things like that mean a lot to me and I'm starting to learn that in my life. So do you have any of those things that you were experimenting with that you found really move that needle forward for you? Oh, absolutely. I definitely have learned that I'm a people person and I need to interact with other people. So the lifestyle where previously I was in an edit suite for long hours by myself or like having minimal interaction, just I need to see people. Like I work now in social media and promotion. And rather than if I have to work at home, I'd rather go to a cafe and work because I just like having people around me and a sense of community I find really important to keep me happy. Yeah, it's massive, isn't it? And I think that's great. Self-awareness is one of the biggest pieces that always come up through these episodes is knowing what's right for you. And yeah. I'll always say it, how some people need enough money just to go up a lift the one day, buy your lift ticket and snowboard down and have a beer where others need to own one of the biggest buildings downtown. Another thing uh, for me is going outside, remembering like you, you can get stuck in work and you can work for hours and forget to just go outside and get some fresh air. And that's part of the thing where my dog, Having a dog is someone to wake you up in the morning, get you outside, going for a walk, just little things that you're doing every day that's making your life better and you don't even realize it because you're doing it to help this other person, other dog. Yeah, that's pretty special. So Iggy Joy walks you, not the other way around. Yeah, exactly. It's like a good motivator. That's cool. So would you say that Iggy Joy was a big piece of turning things around from when you moved to Toronto and you're feeling a bit depressed, potentially a bit down? you say she was a big piece of that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think having an animal, like it was an excuse to get up, get out, even when it's minus 20 and I'm freaking out inside being like, no, I'm never going outside again. There's this excuse to go and look after something, have a responsibility, just have someone 
hilarious around all the time. I don't know. I think there's a lot of people with dogs in Canada and I think that's why. Yeah, that's cool. I love how you're talking to you about, you know what, hey, you love being around people and you move to Canada. It's yeah. freezing out. Typically it's, hey, I'm going to stay inside. That must have just drove you crazy. I bring a ton of animals inside with me. <laughs> <laughs> we were first talking to you, you were saying, hey, you know what, I take Iggy Joey for a walk and she herself starts up a ton of conversation. How does that come about in a day and how is that really improving your life, improving your day? Okay, so that was a huge thing. When I arrived in Canada, walking around in winter, I arrived in winter, everyone's looking down, there's snow, everyone's trying to get to where they're going, there's no sort of interaction at all. But then now that I have this little cute dog, especially she gets really cold in winter, so she wears onesies. It's just a little happy thing that people see and can't help but stop themselves and talk and are like, oh my God, look at this cute little dog in pajamas. And rather than everyone walking along silently, you're walking along and having a million conversations and making people smile, which definitely has an impact on the rest of your day. Like a smile from a stranger goes a long way. Yeah, that's absolutely magical. It's amazing the power of one smile can do. And when you're walking around with, like you said, a little ball of joy, everyone comes up and just that positive mood that you can inspire. I think that's awesome. It's like a superpower walking down the street, especially in Canada where everyone's freezing, kind of head down, building to building. And if you can be that person who's walking down the street and just lifts their day or makes them forget about the cold, <laughs> we keep harping on the cold. Canada, eh? Pretty cold up here, but... <laughs> Pretty cool. So what's your mantra, Lyndall? What's your mantra in life? Okay, my mantra in life is be inspired and inspire others to be inspired and just back in that circle. With everything I do, I'm very creative. So I'm creating things and putting things out into the world, but then I'm taking it from other people and then bringing it back to me. And just that circle of inspiration, that's my mantra. So when you're inspired and then when you get inspired from someone else, it's like this crazy loop. How do you find that inspires others? Well, like specifically through my dog. If I yeah. post on Instagram about something I've come up with, often people will write to me and say, oh my God, like that's such a good idea. Or people have gone out and gotten dogs. Or that's the best way I can think of is where I've seen someone has written to me and said, thank you so much for posting this. That's such a good idea. Here's what I'm doing. They've tagged me in something they're doing. And to me, it kind of comes down to the brighter we shine, the more we allow others to shine around us. And I think I got that from a Jim Carrey talk, something like that. And it's so true is the more that we're inspiring to others, the more we bring them up as well. And kind of a, a story from my past is when I started talking more about baseball bat injury, many people are very familiar with it now. Once I started talking about that, it was very uncomfortable. Then it allowed other people around me. And it really was this thing that I could not believe that would happen is they would start sharing their trauma stories or the stuff they've been through in life with me. And that was one of those effects of the more that we go out there and more we inspire, the more people around us are inspired as well and can inspire others. And it sounds like a lot of inspiring going on right now. Inspire or be inspired and then be inspired and then inspire others. What's one of your favorite memories together with Ajay? We went and did a photo shoot up north at a uh, grass airfield. It was just beautiful. It was this huge, like it's an airfield, so it was massive. And like she got there and ran around. It was the happiest she's ever been because there aren't grass fields anywhere near as big downtown Toronto. And then we shot her in front of this plane. And the man who owned this old vintage plane made us wash the plane before we took photos of it. And it was just this massive day of new and interesting experiences but 
all from just trying to take a photo of the dog in the plane. Yeah, that was a really cool day. Is there a photo of Iggy Joey washing the plane? She did keep trying to jump in the plane, but no, she did not wash the plane. She was too busy running around in the field, loving life. That's awesome. So it's those little moments that uh, we spend together, which can be some of the biggest in life, eh? Yeah. Looking back on 2016, did that happen in 2016, Lendl? Uh, yeah, definitely. We had, because of our relationship and things we do together, I did a few awesome trips last year. Joey and I went to New York for a dog fashion show for Fashion Week. It was a uh, charity show. That was amazing. I got to go out in New York to places with my dog, which that's not normal, but it was great. Yeah, that's so cool. So they have a dog fashion show? Yeah, they did. How many outfits did Iggy Joey take down? She just did one. She knew that was the one. Stripey number, denim coat. That's cool. So what are you looking forward to in 2017? What's going to be a big thing for you? Lots of new projects. Uh, trying to do a clothing line, coffee table book. Ooh, coffee table book. Cool. Tell us about the coffee table book. Iggy Joey's sort of online personality is fashion, obviously, because she wears all these colorful onesies. It, seem like a natural fit. So there's some pretty extravagant photos out there. So I think it'll be this book of fashion advice from Iggy Joey. Oh, that's hilarious. It'd be pretty funny. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I could see that really taking off. So what's the number one piece of advice that Iggy Joey passes on from fashion? Oh, it's really cheesy, but you know, the best outfit is a smile. Oh, I love that. Why we're here today, Lyndall. Feel free to steal this, but I always say the world is a better place with a smile on your face. A post with that. So one of my favorite questions, and it's a bit of a, a curveball, Lindell. In my hands, I've got a weapon of mass happiness. I pass it over to you. Put a lot of power in your hands with this thing. Take it. What does it shoot? Puppies. Puppies come out of it. That is a happy gun. That is a happy gun. Puppies and, you know, rainbows maybe. Can you imagine having that walking down the street? With Iggy Joey, you'd be an unstoppable force of happiness. Exactly. Look out world. I love that. This episode, as well as the rest of the Life Through the Eyes of a Smile episodes, were brought to you by Halfle. One of the key pieces of Halfle's business is helping authors self-publish and hit Amazon bestseller. We work specifically with people who have life experience to share. Just like this podcast, it is so important to share people's stories to help others move through their own struggles in life. Now, my story in the Life Through the Eyes of a Smile story was really born when I lost three months of my life in May 2010. You can find this story in the preview pages on Amazon, search Life Through the Eyes of a Smile. For three years, I couldn't talk about my story, but when I did, a magical thing started to happen. People started to thank me and I quickly began to learn many people had their own story in life that they were holding on to, that others needed them so badly to share. If this sounds like you or someone you know, send them to hatful.com slash share, H-A-P-P-F-U-L dot com slash share, and we're going to get that book out minus the frustration and difficulty. The world needs your message. Now let's get back into this episode. So... Lindell, what sort of advice do you have for someone that's having a bad day? I mean, we go through our days a lot. We can get down on ourselves. And one of the biggest barriers to happiness or bringing a smile is to be ourselves. So whenever we get into a bad rut, what kind of advice do you have to get out of that? For me, it's if I'm feeling down, I know that staying home, it's not going to help me. I'm going to dwell on things. And I think you've got to think of something you normally do or something that makes you happy. You just have to go and do it. So for me, it's grabbing the dog, going out for a walk, going to the dog park. You can't be upset at a dog park. It's impossible. 
If you don't have a dog, just go to the dog park. Bring some treats. <laughs> go interact. For me, it's interacting with people. I need to go and have a conversation, see a friend. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Kind of finding the root of it too. I mean, I'm very similar for myself. If I'm having a bit of a down day, 100% hopping on the phone with a friend, giving them a text. Well, text to me doesn't do a whole lot, but the phone is massive. You get on there, you can have a tone, joke, or even better yet, get outside, go into the world and experience things for sure. Yeah, that's it. I think going into the world, rather than when you get upset, you can go, most people's reactions to go in and be sad and go out into the world. However you do it, if you do a phone call or a walk. Definitely get out, open up with people, have them around, and it really helps get out of that mood. What sort of advice would you give yourself, Lindell, when you were living back in Australia? So right now, if you're talking to Lindell when she was a bit frustrated with what she's doing, where she was, what advice would you give her today? Can I just be like straight up? Like, okay, quit your job, fly to Canada, start working in this, get a dog. I'll just give them the straight up instruction list. That's cool. So it's the exact path that you've taken. So were there any times where potentially you weren't thinking of flying to Canada or maybe you're just, Hey, you know what? It'd be easier to stay here. It's a bit scary. Do you have any of those thoughts ever? You know, I always knew I wanted to go somewhere and experience something else. Uh, it wasn't always Canada. Like Canada was very spontaneous. Yeah. So how did that come up? Canada was, I was dating someone and for just a very strange reason, they had a visa for Canada. I just got one for the hell of it. And then we just came to Canada and, there was no big plans. There's no research. It was just, okay, let's take a spontaneous trip and see what happens. That's cool. And so was it supposed to be for a smaller amount of time? It was supposed to be for two years and I'm coming into my sixth year. So does intuition help you make a lot of decisions or from your heart? I think so. You got to trust the gut feeling. Yeah. I find if we don't trust our gut or if we don't at least address our gut on it at that time, we get into an, and it, that feeling stays there. It just keeps continuing up and there's something not right with inside. And I find a lot of the questions that have to be asked or a lot of the time we do have to ask ourselves those questions is potentially, hey, why do we have that feeling? What does it mean? Dig into what's the decision I want to make. Say it's moving cities. Well, where's that gut feeling coming from? If it's a bad gut feeling, well, do I have people here that I really care about or is there a career here? Or do I maybe have that gut feeling for a reason that it's a good gut feeling compared to some of the other ones that I've had in my past? I think for me, because it wasn't specifically, oh my God, I really want to go to Canada, do this job. It was me trying to escape my life that I had. I was open to having something completely new here, but then falling back into the same old patterns that didn't happen at first. So that's something to be mindful of. If you're going to do something completely different, try and do something completely different you know, have a little more thought. So how did you find the same patterns? Did you, was it like, was that feeling based again or you, you switched cities and then those kind of keep recurring. So how did you find those? Well, I ended up back in an edit suite doing the same job. And I was like, Oh, I've just had all this fun trip, like meeting people. Now I'm not meeting anyone. I'm back like in my little room again, working on a computer. And I was like, part of living for me is meeting people every day and talking to people. And that's where I realized, okay, that's the change I want. Wasn't that I needed to go to another city. I just needed to change my lifestyle, which was getting out there in a different way. The introspection is something so, so important throughout the day. Do you find you, you're kind of asking yourself questions? Or do you journal even now throughout the day? Do you have any kind of secrets to share? I don't journal. I've never been able to. 
That's cool. So it sounds like it's a lot more just that intuition of, Hey, you know what, when I feel good, things are good. And if it starts going the other way or those gut feelings really start looking at that point in time. I think it's self-awareness as you get older as well. Just really looking inside and thinking, okay, this is going to make me happy today. And I found that with work. Like now I freelance, I found something really important is with taking jobs. Well, obviously there's like the money and you know, the important decisions, but once you get past that and you think, okay, is doing this going to be worth it? Is this going to be a, a struggle? In my past, I would always be, yes, yes, yes. I do everything that came my way. But now I'm very cautious with, okay, no, that's going to overload me. That's going to be too much work. This will make me happy. This is a passion project. It's making those decisions that can make your life better rather than taking on everything that comes your way. Or Yeah, no, I love that. It's a cool thought. The yes, no is so important. And yeah. And I think that comes with self-awareness is understanding what's going to keep you at a content kind of rate rather than something that's going to add a lot of stress and maybe pay off in the end, balancing those things and seeing what's worth it. Yeah, that's cool. That's a real deep thought. And I, I love that one. It's come up a few times in the past and we can say yes all day. And it's something that I myself am really dialing back on right now is getting away from a lot of the yeses because it's way too easy to have all these things come across our plate and say, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it just from a standpoint of, you know what, why not help people out or be able to take more projects on just because they come our way. But a lot of the time that takes us further away from where we want to be. I love how you're saying, you know what, financial is a a huge piece of it because absolutely it is, but there's other pieces of it as well. If I'm going to work with a customer that just drives me up the wall or say keeps me in some cubicle and doesn't want to have conversation all the time and requires a ton of my work and effort. Is that really worth it compared to say taking that time and effort and finding another customer who's much more relatable to you? Somewhere along the line, you stop trying to make everyone else happy and you've got to add in yourself. Okay. I've got to be happy doing this too, because that's when you start off in a job or a career when you're working for someone else, it's constantly, I've got to make my boss happy. I've got to do this. You've got to turn it back around to you. Well, I do anyway. Do you have some sort of stuff that's kind of more self-love for yourself? I know one of my favorite things to do, I've just kind of gotten into it, but once per month, I'm going to one of those float tanks. So you're sitting all the, sitting all the salt and float around there. That for me is a super big one. Even something like a pedicure I'll do once in a while, just to go out and have a BS with a sister or a friend and, that kind of stuff is good for me. I'm a water person. I love being in water. So I'll go to a day spa and do like the hot and cold pool, but I've never tried the flotation. Kind of on that topic of self-love too. It's having a, a episode the other day and I was talking to the one individual and it was almost all about self-love and the topic came up of, hey, what do you love in your life? And typically people list off a bunch of things that's golf, snowboarding, all these just things in their life. And so often on that list, ourselves don't show up anywhere on it. It's sort of a trick question for most people, but I thought it was so insightful and so incredibly valuable and important to remember of, hey, you know what, like you're saying, it's great to have this give, give, give all the time, but a lot of the time we forget about bringing ourselves into that equation of the things we love, which is so important because I mean, from birth to death, we're the only people we have our entire life. I think it's kind of hard to say that like in public though. I love myself, you know? I'm Calvin, I'll be speaking today. I love myself. I think that's how I'm going to open up now whenever I'm speaking. Work on the wording a little bit. <laughs> I show up on a list of things I love. Yeah. Uh, still not good enough. Working on it though. Yeah, working on it. So Lyndall, it's been fantastic talking today. If anyone is looking to get a hold of you, how do they do that? 
if you look up Iggy Joey on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, Google, you'll uh, find a way to find me. That's awesome. And so is that where people are also going to look out for the coffee book as well as on Iggy Joey? And is the clothing line too, is that? That's coming later. That'll be ready after winter. So we'll be pushing it after that. Okay. So the, the coffee table book is first. Yeah. And so do you have the design already? Almost. Almost. That's awesome. Definitely need a coffee for my table. Spread around some other ones after that. It was a blast having you on the show today. I love talking about the smiles. I hope I brightened your day. It was awesome. You always brighten my day, Lyndall. And I love your mantra as well as going about your day and just really doing a lot to make others smile and interact. And ultimately, that's so, so important in our life. And thank you for being in this world and exercising those superpowers of making others smile on a day because that's absolutely massive. Good to talk to you. Let me know what you thought of the episode at calvin at hatpool.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.